Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub science here to make things make sense. Today, we are talking about meditation. We will be talking about its impact on your body, its impact on the people around you, the science of what happens in your brain, and our own personal relationship to home. Okay, that was literally beautiful. Give us a Grammy. Oh, welcome back. I mean, people would have been hearing some of our podcasts come out, but we, if you didn't know, just took a month off. And we are back. <laughs> a smacking five weeks, TBH. I know. We were like, we're going to take a month off. And then we told the people who we work with a week before we left being like, actually, we're leaving next week. Yeah, so we're going to see you. We're going to leave And they were like, um, what? <laughs> we did this last year and it was a great escape. This year we went to nature a lot. We spent three whole weeks. Like, we went off. to the, the nation of nature. We went to the na- <laughs> We went to nature. But do you not agree? We spent around three weeks basically off the grid a couple of the places we couldn't get reception and then the one that we could we made our phone turn off oh and as as youtubers as influencers our brains were exploding and we were we were itching for the stuff i mean we probably actually were <laughs> honestly like <laughs> the times when we would let ourselves have internet we'd be like fiending for we gave ourselves a rule between like four and five we could use the internet yeah yeah and then we'd always have anxiety and be like it really is bad for you <laughs> i'd surely be like i feel awful every time we do it but for some reason i want to do it every single time i get sick beginning. in the car and then like whenever we would get into the car to like leave somewhere where we didn't have reception i would still go on reception and like honestly make myself sick like i'd be like nauseous wanting to barf like trying to like scroll through oh, Instagram. Okay. i was like this is so <laughs> sad like just wait till the car's not moving i was like i need to know what's going on and then i was like i feel like i'm gonna actually throw up well that's what our main topic today about meditation is kind of related to because we've had so much time off so i think that's what we're going to be talking about a lot of days going what do you want to do i guess i should just stare at this leaf and meditate (laughs) but did you have a nice break otherwise other than the meditation that we'll talk about of course like yeah i feel so privileged and like to be able to take that time off like such a blessing what do you feel like coming back to work i feel rejuved for rejuvenated yes i do Do truly deeply honestly Truly, deeply, honestly, like, I'm like, I don't know, I learned so much, I can't wait to, like, tell people about it, and, like, I, I, uh, I like 
you know, we're all going to die. <laughs> and so <laughs> sometimes you need to distract yourself. And I think work is a really like amazing way to do that. Not in a bad way. And I think I've sort true. Of- we had a little breakthrough for me where I realized like I'm sometimes looked down on distraction. Like I don't want to be distracted. And yet that is a way for me to escape that. I sometimes it actually helps me deal with anxiety and I have lots of anxiety and then distractions a good way to deal with that. But I'm afraid of distraction. So there's yeah, a cycle true. there I got to work on. You're my therapist now. Um, and everyone, no, everyone people listening, listening and yeah. watching. I'm just tweet him, tweet him, you. tweet him, tweet him. Helpful tips, um, tweet him. Helpful tips. Honestly, if you've experienced that or experienced that, tweet me some helpful tips. Mitch has anxiety about what everything. Like, you always think some <laughs> things are going to kill you. It's really fun to go to nature with Mitch because he yelps like every hour. He'll be like, oh! and it's and, and sometimes it's really not like it's like <laughs> no no no. Sometimes it's things you see. You're like, oh. I, I, it's like it's like it's like a yeah, wood just like falls. a shadow could scare me. Yeah, yeah, and then you're like, but it's a I, so I actually really like nature, but I do get spooked easily to the point, and I didn't quite realize this until I noticed that Ernie doesn't respond when I yelp because I think he's so used to it that one time you yelped at something, he immediately ran over. Oh my! God. I think Ernie is knew- our dog, by the way, not oh, just like a random our person who follows we- us around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he came running the one time you yelped because he was like, "Oh, this is probably serious." I'm scared. Oh Whereas God. I feel like he just keeps sleeping when I yelp because it's <laughs> literally all the time. I do love nature, but I just get spooked. Yeah, all, and they're little the yelps. It's so funny. It's like the noise comes before yep. your brain even like realizes. Like obviously, like that is wood falling from a tree was not. <laughs> <laughs> oh well shall we get into our what did we learn this week yeah. oh what did we learn this week so for me uh time off distracting brain it's just reading reading, reading. i read so many freaking books like especially the pandemic i think it's really like like we try and read 12 books a year. That's always our goal. And I'm at like 17 now and it's only August. Cause I'm like, well, what else is there really to do? You're um, at 17. Did you yes. just say? Yeah. Oh no. I had a really not bad year, but also first of all, my goal is 10. So <laughs> I didn't know yours was 12. So now I have to change mine. One per month. Uh, yeah. Fair. I gave myself some leeway, but I have only read five this year and they're all like one is Parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents. So Incredible. like a sequel. And then another trilogy called Broken Earth. Great. Also amazing, but I'm just like, I don't know why in a pandemic I just have not read. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's, again, like different ways of coping. For mm. me, another thing is I listen uh, to audiobooks sometimes while I run. Something you don't do, you listen to music. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Like, But True. like, there, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I've just It's just been a year of reading for me. And so I read a book called... The Remarkable Life of Skin. I think it was called. It had like a weird name, but essentially it was all the science of your skin. It was fascinating. And the thing that I learned was that collagen makes up 75% of your skin. And it gives it like the structure and the plumpness. A lot of people Mm -hmm. hear we talk about collagen. It's like scaffolding. Everybody wants good collagen. Everybody wants to look youthful. Inject collagen. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it's like essentially (laughs) the scaffolding of your skin and it deteriorates with age and causes wrinkles. So this is maybe why we've all heard about collagen because like we Mm -hmm. all, we we don't always talk about proteins in our bodies. Like it's not like a ubiquitous (laughs) word. But creams, if they have collagen in them and claim to be helping your skin, it is false because collagen, the actual molecule, is too big to be absorbed topically into your skin. So if ever you have a cream or you're spending money on a cream and there's collagen in it and you are thinking, oh, that's going to go in to my epidermis, into my dermis and get rid of my wrinkles, it is false. And the moisturizing of the cream will sometimes give you like an acute sort of like look that maybe it's your skin's moisturized so you might feel like it's doing something 
but it's not. Um, and so, so it's all a lie. It's all a lie. I mean, there's a lot of skin oh my products gosh. that are a lie. Yes, yes. And um, it, it was just the most obvious one to me because I think collagen. It's like when I see yeah, it, I'd be like, I oh, have, I'm gonna put I have it on my a bunch mask. of face masks that are like collagen enhancing, and not that I really use them, but in the winter, I love a good bath and I get really bad like dry skin, which I guess they're also just moisturizing. Yeah, so there's masks. moisturizing properties for sure. And the one thing that like <laughs> the person says in the book is like. If it's making you feel good, sure. if you want to spend yeah. your money on this, you can, but like don't expect But that's it truly a selling wrinkles. point for a lot of product. For sure. To say it's actually so you said it doesn't absorb into your skin because it's the molecule's too big. too big to go through uh your epidermis. I mean, there's oh so many other gosh. molecules that are also too big or like vitamins that don't get absorbed. Retinol was really sort of the only thing that had scientific backing to help improve wrinkles. Uh, maybe more to come to that with that on an ASAP science video. So mm. I don't want to give it all away, but great book. <laughs> Honestly, great science book. Very cool. I hope to read it next because I have been wanting to do an episode on skin and dry skin and what even moisturizers do. Because I was looking at my skin under this sort of fake microscope, not fake microscope, but they like enhance up close in your clothes or on your skin. And it's like so interesting to look at your skin that close up and see the difference before and after. It's moisturizer. so cool. Actually, like, I, the book made me lo- like if you just, just look at your knuckles at and you look kind of like, freaky closely you see all these ridges it's like a topographical map and it's like it's an organ and it's an amazing organ and without your skin you would evaporate so <laughs> well good thing it's around all right shall i share what i learned yeah this month slash actually this came out yesterday <laughs> what you learn this month a study came out yesterday oh, so well. <laughs> i just found out that it turns out being a jerk may not actually help you succeed in life. Surprise, surprise. Oh my God. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Did people think that? Yes. So there's actually a common belief and people prop up figures like Steve Jobs as one example where they say, you know, he was like really mean and mm. aggressive and dominant and that's why he's successful. Yes, he didn't maybe have so many friends, but people had to respect him because he was like so tough. And that gets, uh, that idea is spread a lot around a lot and business that you sort of need this type of behavior like or a masculine man who's gonna absolutely get the job yeah done. and that you, you know nice guys finish last that idea like oh, rings yeah. in romantic relationships but also just kind of in the world of business what a sense and so this new study was in penas our favorite journal oh man i love penas it is oh it P-N-A-S. is one of my favorite favorite journals penas <laughs> stands for proceedings of the national academy of science has, it's, uh, it's, it's always full it's always rich it's very it's very robust it's very um um erect girthy? some might say girthy with mm-hmm. information the penas anyway let me talk about the study so they basically were looking at the trait of being disagreeable and that meant to them aggressive selfish and manipulative so they studied hundreds of people i think it was maybe 670 or something like that. Uh, They did these personality tests and then followed them for 14 years to see not only if their personality changed over time, but then also their job prospects and like how they climbed the corporate ladder or where they ended up in terms of success, quote unquote. Okay. Um, The ultimate finding was that disagreeable people did not attain higher power in work. Yes, queen. Pop off, queen. In fact, they found there was no difference between people who were nice (laughs) and people who were, what was the term that they used? Let's see. Generous. So it's like people have this idea that you can be a jerk, you can be tough ass, but really when it comes down to it, you're just not going to make friends from doing that and you're not going to get anywhere further. (laughs) The one caveat or nuance to this discussion as I read through the study was that 
dominant aggressive behavior can at some points predict a higher attainment of power. So obviously someone can say, yeah, but if I like dominate that person, that does sometimes get me in the door. If I'm like more aggressive, I might get my foot in front of someone else. And that could be true. But what they found is it's at the cost of communal and generous behavior, which sets them back. So it like cancels out with other things that happen when you're rude to people that trait might help you in the moment, but it's going to hurt you in the long run, potentially. Huh. You know what I mean? So these traits of actually like connecting with people and building good relationships. Yeah. Maybe in the moment they may not always show, make, make you feel like you're like plowing through, but long-term those people that, that creates a lot of successful, successful attributes. I mean, it makes sense. Like I've like, I, we don't really work in an office setting, but I can assume if you're like a jerk, everyone's going to like, there's a jerk. Yeah. Like, and they, the and then they're also going to resent your success. Right. So even if you become successful, now you have people who don't want you to be. Whereas if you're nice, then people are probably yeah. happy that you're the person who got to have the success. So That's moral so of the story funny. is just be nice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just be nice. Oh, <sighs> Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So today we are talking about meditation. Um, um, and that's it. Okay. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening. Okay. But um, something that I think you do a lot, Mitch. I do not do a lot, but definitely over this last, even this year, I've been exploring a bit more with it, tried to get into a good habit of doing it and fell out, fell in, fell out, fell in, Some fell out. Some people kind of call him Meditation Mitch. Wait, <laughs> who says that? Me. Oh my God, are people saying that about me? <laughs> me, because I seriously, I'm like, you're being humble. Like, I feel like all this holiday, I'd be like, oh, hey, Mitch. And I just like open a door like slowly and you would just be like <laughs> sitting literally cross-legged with your arms out and your... I don't do this. Your though. finger I don't pointer have and your thumb and you would be like, no. Yes, Greg? And so, you'd be like... Oh, sorry. I was just meditating. I just hear you coming and I like rustle to that position and I'm just like, oh, oh, you interrupted me. <laughs> That's what it feels um, like. I must say I'm impressed. I just feel like you're meditating a lot. Well, okay. So today we're going to talk about a couple studies. We each have a study that relates to the science behind meditation. But I will say what prompted this sort of discussion and us wanting to do this podcast was that, you know, we have been on a vacation for a month and we were in nature a lot. And I guess we both were realizing the impact of work on our brains and then and a pandemic uh, and, and yeah. social unrest there's a lot going on a dictator in the american presidency <laughs> and people losing their jobs the world is wild <laughs> okay and i think we both know about meditation we've actually done an asap science video in the past which was many years ago now on meditation so neither of us have been necessarily against it but for whatever reason neither of us have ever really dive dove into it is that fair to say? Yeah, and you got Simone Gertz. I'm so yes, um, her uh, new amazing merch, her everyday calendar. Yeah, and you were. I was seeing that you were using it to take well, off. Well, that's when I realized. You so her calendar is basically it has every day of the year, and you can click it almost like an advent calendar or something where it lights up, and every day you do the thing, it lights up. But then I started falling behind because something happened. Like I injured myself one week on my back, and then I felt like I couldn't sit up straight and do it and then i felt bad that i was missing days and it gave me a lot of anxiety that there was just like a chunk of lights that weren't there but that's the whole point of it yeah but i have too much anxiety as we've talked about and seeing that i had already ruined the everyday calendar (laughs) i was like i need to like start oh wow okay this is a separate thing but that's now gonna be my everyday calendar because it's like no the whole point is that you just it's just it's just tracking it doesn't have to be every day yeah okay wow that's so funny okay that is not the point of that calendar (laughs) yeah um where are we going with this well okay that's interesting you have anxiety 
Uh, you self-identify as having anxiety meditation. Yes. I think maybe must be something that really Yeah, so I you. actually, there's uh, some amazing free courses online about, well, one I took was the um, science of uh, mindfulness, I think, and one was the psychology of Buddhism. And I took these, they're on Coursera, which and free courses that you can check out. Wow. We're really, really fascinating. It's like, you know, professors just explaining not only the teachings of Buddhism or like the science of mindfulness and meditation. So I found those really helpful and inspiring. And then... I just found this time in nature and hopefully it, you know, comes with me through the next months or the next years. In, in this concrete jungle, they I felt very, I felt very connected and nature made me feel more inspired to meditate. So that's why I'm just like, hopefully it continues. But, cool. So what did you like? Like tell me your studies. I feel like you've been learning a lot about this. Well, I'm just sitting back feeling bad about myself. Like, well, I'm going to watch another YouTube video <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> Well, okay. The study I actually look. This was not from either of my courses. I was just looking for some modern studies to see something interesting because I know we've covered studies on meditation, and I was interested when I came across this. Can meditation impact people around you? So this study was saying, you know, we know there's lots of studies that show meditation impacts a person's well-being, but the main question is, could we detect benefits in others who interacted with the person that was benefiting from meditation? Huh, Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, if your... I meditate, will you benefit from it? Oh my gosh, I hope so. <laughs> well, so basically, they put the participants into pairs. So some of them were just friends, some were ro romantic relationships, some were family, but they all knew each other because they had to like be interacting with one another. And then one in each pair meditated for 15 minutes daily for, I believe, eight weeks. So I think they were put through like kind of an eight week program. And my, then, my study has eight weeks too. Oh, I think that's probably must be like psychological, a psychological like, meditation. <laughs> nah, or study. just like, yeah, true. Long enough to be like, see, it worked. Um, basically they had them keep diaries, both pe people in the pairs about how they're feeling, their mental well-being, and all those kind of things. And what they found, maybe surprisingly, maybe not, was that both partners experienced fewer negative emotions after meditating. Oh my gosh. So you can just meditate <laughs> and then I can just chill over reap here on TikTok benefits. and reap the benefit TTs. Like actually, yes. So cool. the, well, that was actually a lot of, I was reading some discussion about this online and people were like, oh, so I just need to find a partner who's like Meditate. really chill and great at meditating and then I'll be great. And that is true. Um, but the caveat to that is that the non-meditating partner did not feel the positive influence of meditation. Oh, they, wait. they had fewer negative Few, emotions. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? That's which, a, which, that is, which you could construe as a positive influence. No, but, but I also in my head, I'm like, wait, no, that's not like, that's like, it's just like less, less negative, less is negative, not but positive. not as much positive. So the meditator themselves was feeling also the positive influences on their well-being, uh, active positive. The meditator. Um, and I just added a cute little Dalai Lama quote. Oh, he's so cute. I love the Dalai Lama. He's also very inspiring. And it's just like a kind, compassionate person. Isn't that like, we were, you know on our time off asking each other lots of deep questions and he was like your number one idol i wouldn't say number one he was or just an example of, of a kind of person that i think has impacted the world in such a wonderfully positive way like there's very and i don't know everything about him so hopefully he's not like this problematic queen but uh, oh my god <laughs> 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 cancel the dalai yeah. lama here we are on asap science we're going to cancel the dalai lama no, I, in my experience and having hearing him speak it's just like literally a human being filled with love trying to spread that around the world in a way that doesn't feel problematic at all to me 
This quote just says, just as ripples spread out when a single pebble is dropped into water, the actions of individuals can have far-reaching effects. So this idea is, you know, even as a meditator, you're not just impacting the first ripple or the pebble hitting the water. You're actually spreading that outwards. Wow, that's beautiful. Does it count as meditating just hearing that, taking that? Did I just meditate? No, that's not. I meditating. think you just meditated. <laughs> okay, well, that's actually a question I have for you. What do you, what's your process for meditation? Because I have a specific way of doing what I call meditation. Never read a book, never done anything, <laughs> but just like I just made it up and I love I think it. That's but what's, okay. What's your uh, process having learned these things? Okay, I don't want anyone to take anything too seriously from me. I'm interested in this, but I definitely am not that. Well, educated. the Dalai Lama is your uh, number <laughs> my one. Idol. So my yeah. American Idol, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly Clarkson, move out of the way. He's from India. Okay. Uh, he's not from India. Oh. He's where's he from? Tibet. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Cougar canceled. Greg Brown. I just like um, erupt through the floor. Okay. So. What was I going to say? So my first real foray into meditation, obviously I'd known about it and kind of thought about it and maybe played around with this idea in like yoga classes sometimes at the end. What do they call it? Like Shavasana or something? When you Oh yeah, when I nap. When you yep. sleep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I took before COVID, like maybe a year and a half ago or two years, a in-person course. I remember those things. Um, basically at a Zen Buddhist temple. And it was really, really cute. It was like the cutest um, Zen monk who was this maybe woman in her forties who was just adorable. And we just went and she, we would do these like walking meditations and then Zen meditation, which from my understanding is a specific style of meditation. Okay. I don't know enough to really know the differences, but I know, for example, in the Zen meditation, we wouldn't close our eyes. We would find a spot on the floor and fixate it, fixate on it the whole time. And the idea was at first she kind of sat us down and said, I want you to imagine like you're with out with your friends, like close your eyes, picture you're at a park, you're on the swings, you're having fun. You're like visualizing. Yeah. Something. And okay. then she had a moment where she said, that's what we don't want your brain to start wandering. Like we, we reason we're going to stare and keep noticing a spot on the ground is because your brain will want to, even with your eyes open, start imagining other things, but especially with your eyes closed, it goes other places. And so it's hmm. kind of an interesting way to just remind yourself, like I actually want to be visually focused on something in the real world. Okay. Um, but beyond that, for me, what it's turned into, and this may not be what it is for everyone is just slowly kind of turning off my brain to be honest imagine like for me what i do is i just i go on twitter <laughs> <laughs> so i focus on my phone and scroll so turning off your brain that's like i mean that's what everyone is trying to do but yeah well i think there's different there are different so kinds so like mindfulness meditation is being i think very aware and trying to experience things in the moment so even when you're eating something really taking the time to soak it in and be grateful and really be present in that moment oh cool. whereas i feel like my zen meditation is I, I picture it like you know the natural state of your brain from an evolutionary standpoint is to constantly be aware right and especially me who's anxious it's like any little sound what is that any bug oh my god i'm gonna die so your brain is like doing all this processing even when you're just walking like your 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 brain is taking things in choosing which things to ignore but there's millions of signals and that's sort of the natural state of your mind. And so when they look at brains of meditators, they realize while they're meditating, all those natural functions, which would otherwise be happening in somebody just sitting and daydreaming or whatever, turn off. And only certain parts of the brain are firing. And so it's almost like giving your brain a break is how I think of it. Okay, well, that, okay, I mean, that's going to lead right into the study that I was talking about that I was am going to talk about <laughs> present future um, past they're all the same work. thing okay. when you're a meditator right? exactly that's why i don't know <laughs> tenses because i'm at a but um 
So yeah, while meditating, you're using the default mode network, which is the part of your brain activated when your mind is at rest and not focusing on the outside world. So that's what you're talking about. Yeah. And that makes sense. Default mode network. It's what's happening when you're not purposely trying to do something else to it. And it's found to increase your memory. So wait, the what, what is the default? study? Okay. The de- well, you, like essentially what they were studying was were people meditating and with uh, brain scans able to see that their default me- mode network was activated and then know then essentially what they do with this study is just they know from other research that that can increase memory self-awareness and goal setting so it's like it unlike what you were saying where it can affect people around you positively it can affect you positively mm-hmm. hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And during meditation, brain scans see increased activity in regions associated with decreased anxiety and increased pain tolerance, which I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, I could use that, girl. Yeah, you pinch this guy. Oh, he goes through the roof screaming. <laughs> Truly. I hate being hurt. And then <laughs> I like love it. Okay, after 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 eight weeks of uh, meditation, gray matter was more dense in areas of learning, memory processing, and emotional regulation. That is crazy. So they like, yeah, the brain actually, ch- it's like literally like a muscle. So that's why it's interesting because you're, you're describing your process as trying to turn off your brain yeah not all of it but just the parts that are like always running yeah and it's interesting (laughs) that that can have positive physiological impacts on your brain i think that's why people have like there hasn't been that much of like a backlash against meditation it Mm. seems like net positive for a lot of people and so i have two things okay one i'm gonna explain what i do and then i'm gonna try and figure out if it even is counts (laughs) so what i do is i i do keep my eyes open so I mean, for me, I usually stare at something organic. So it's like right now we're in our office. I would look at wood. Uh-huh. But like if I'm outside and like we've had the privilege of being in nature, I would look at a tree. Mm-hmm. And what I honestly just do is I picture I've talked about this before in the podcast. I, I picture oxygen going in through my nose into my lungs. I end up breathing so slowly. Sometimes it freaks me out. But I, <laughs> I breathe in through my nose so slowly. And I picture oxygen molecules going through my alveoli into my blood. And then I picture the CO2 leaving my blood going into my lungs and breathing out. And I just think really about cool. that. But yeah. then I, but then sometimes if I'm looking at like a plant, I'll be like, I'm my CO2 is being given to you through photosynthesis. Your oxygen is being given to me. And I like connect, like, you know mm, what I mean? Like I'm not like thinking, but I'm not how turning off is. my brain, but I am in the sense that I'm turning off my brain from like a lot of the real world stressors that are constantly there. So that's a completely made up thing that I do on my own, but I always feel, um, rejuvenated and less anxious after anyways i'm trying to justify no, no, that i'm not like, wasting my time of course but. you're not wasting your time that's absolutely meditating i think meditating can be whatever you want i was going to say one really interesting thing i've heard is the reason that most or many people focus on their breath is because it's one of the only physiological or body properties that's both 
automated so you don't have to think about it but can also be intentional yeah that's so you actually connect with something and then you force it to be intentional and i think from my perspective the reason we focus on breath is just because it's something to focus on that's not everything else your brain wants to think about what you're having for dinner and what that person said to you and how many things you have and then if you can just remind yourself to think about the in and out the in and out it's just kind of like turning not turning off but reminding yourself like okay i'm just gonna kind of ignore those things that are out there while i think about breath speaking of pain like one thing i also do is i'll hold like some like i'm like i'll be like (laughs) i I will hold my i will breathe in and i will hold it or breathe out and i will hold it until it is so (laughs) painful and i'll be like this is what dying feels like and then i'll like take the breath in and be like whoa what a privilege to like be able to breathe in like you know what i mean like it's just like there will be points in our lives where that will be a moment and i like try and, like, wait well what will be a moment like 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 um i don't know stop breathing like we're all oh. gonna stop breathing and i think about yeah. like you know that what that would feel like i like make myself feel that and then like breathe again obviously but it's like, um you told me that one time crazy. like one time greg was having a bath or something having like a chill you know candles relaxing thing and i was just like i don't know what i was Meditator. doing in the house. He was meditating, well, obviously. And then after he came out, you know, like all sweaty and flush out of the bath. I looked hot. And he's like, do you ever just stop breathing so much that it actually is so painful? And that's how you meditate. And I was like, what <laughs> the hell are you talking about? I would never, first of all, in a hot body of water, holding my breath, like I could faint and pass out. That is the scariest thing that could ever happen to me. There goes the anxiety. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. Yeah, no, no. I no, literally no, no, no. would be like, I'm afraid of actually passing out and then turning over and being in water and suffering. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, check up on me every once in a while if I'm in the bath for too long. Question. Yes. So this is one thing we were talking about, speaking of death. Distraction. So like we've been talking a lot about how I think in many ways as humans, we are going about our day with this inevitable knowingness that like death exists like we will die people mm-hmm. will die but i think most importantly like we will die so a lot of things are put in place a lot of things we do to distract ourselves from that whether it's shopping drugs work like you're, you're like people are distracting themselves sure is meditation another form of distraction or is it turning off the distractions? Because like I was thinking like, okay, is medit like the whole point of meditating is that you're like getting rid of the distractions and being sort of like present. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I'm just making that up, but that's just like what I think. But do you think that maybe also in the end, meditation and doing that is just another way of distracting yourself from the inevitability? of death is that really dark i think so so first of all i think i think we should try and reach out to somebody who would be like a professional meditator or yogi practicer or I don't know, like, it's like at be nice the Dalai Lama. because because these are obviously just our opinions i don't know why i'm like caveating this i just mean not, i'm not an expert so me answering your question i feel silly mm, i believe you said you did a couple courses <laughs> read a couple books you're i have a read scholar, a book or two honey um I think it absolutely is a distraction, but I think hmm. people would agree that you could qualify distractions in uh, as good and bad on a scale, obviously, right? So some distractions are healthy, some are unhealthy, and I think for most people, a moderate amount of meditation would never really be unhealthy. Maybe there's levels of obsession that you could use it to escape reality, and maybe that would be unhealthy huh. for some people. So I... I think it's a different kind of distraction 
But I think that exercise is a distraction and that's a healthy distraction for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Like it's actually helps your body, maybe clears your mind. But again, it can probably be taken to the extreme where it no longer is that healthy, huh. depending on how you're defining that term. Everything I, in moderation, including meditation. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm sure huh. some some people perhaps yeah, would, would disagree like, who could sit there for weeks on end and barely eat anything and meditate. But like, would we call that healthy? Huh. I don't know. That's a very interesting question. Is that is is that pushing things too far? Or is that just like a weird Western view that we have of like, well, you have to at some point in your life, like work or whatever. I don't know. I think, I think, so... We've also One been reading Karl Marx, speaking of like, whether or not we should all be working. It's like, maybe not. Okay. One of my favorite sort of gurus, and I know you know this because I talk about him a lot, his name's Sadhguru. He's an Indian guru, and I guess in India, it's very, it's very common that there's lots of sort of spiritual leaders. And he talks a lot about how, you know, the Dalai Lama is similar to this. Like, he loves science. They, they're always interested in looking into the brain and what meditation does. Like, even Sadhguru's gone into... Um, like uh, MRIs while he's meditated and they've like looked at his That's brain. That's what these studies were about. I wonder. No, he Yeah, because people are said. interested. Like if you're a master, if you teach this and you yeah. can kind of. That default mode network would yeah. be active. They made some joke yeah. where they were like, it was weird when you were in there, your brain, it was like you were dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what they wow, said. Wow, that's um, fascinating. Yeah, but I, <laughs> where was I going with that? Oh, uh, his, his interpretation is like, you know, we can explore amazing things with science and we can improve the quality of lives in some ways. Um, certainly, you know, our physical bodies, but if you think over the last few hundred years through the advent of science, like are people happier? Are we better off than before in every way? You probably think not necessarily, hmm. right? Like there's lots of, and, and in a lot of ways, maybe it's because we don't spend that time on the inner self. Like we do spend a lot of time on our education and thinking a lot. We spend a lot of time on our physical bodies and nourishing ourselves with food and exercise. But there is this whole other realm of mental satisfaction and like that actually came from when you had to like, write a letter with a quill to your loved one. Wait, what? Like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, are you talking about back in the day when people would have everything was slower because people didn't have technology at their oh, fingertips? Well, no, I just mean that I don't know if people are necessarily happier today, even though we've had these amazing groundbreaking advances in science. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm like, that's what he's saying. Like, even though science and technology is progressing what something has been lost and maybe it is that sort of like slowness and that with yourself. Type I'm not of sure if it's a slow, I don't know if people had more inner peace before necessarily. Oh, okay. I think his thing is that we've never spent enough. Like people time. didn't have inner peace when they people, thought the demons was like the plague was killing them. You know, they literally <laughs> thought it was a demon. Yeah. And they obviously had hard physical lives and there was disease and stuff that killed them. But were they less happy as people maybe churning not. butter seems meditative True. you know what i mean like if yeah. all you had to processes. do one day was churn butter i'm sure you're <laughs> meditating anyway i think it's just something interesting and it's not just to do with meditation it's about actually taking the time to think about sort of your mental faculties and how wow. can i make sure that i'm if i'm going to go to the gym on a regular basis or if i'm going to study on a regular basis or if i'm going to i don't know xyz these things that people kind of get obsessed with because we do think that they're important and i do still think they're important but there's kind of this other realm that's like, why do we ignore it completely? Well, it's kind of, or I not guess, get taught it from a young age. Yeah, I think of therapy like that. I always oh, have thought yeah. of therapy as going to the gym for my brain. It's like my brain is <laughs> the one of the most is the most important thing in my body, so I might as well go to the gym for it, which is therapy. But I guess Absolutely. therapy is linked to I think meditation would be a piece of that. Yeah. It's kind of in the same realm of like, let's think about how you process the world and where you're getting hung up on. Because the the truth is 
and I've suffered this and maybe you've suffered this as well. Like there's so many people in this world that have accomplished their goals and aren't necessarily so much happier. Right. They've Yeah, for sure. So something I was listening to a podcast the other day by Sagru and he was like, failure is so easy to come by, right? Like to, to fail easy and often like people say that all the time, hmm. but and so to fail and be unhappy is like pretty common, whatever, but to fail, <laughs> to, fail and be unhappy, but to succeed and be unhappy is a true tragedy. And there's so many uh, people in this world who have quote unquote succeeded, but are still unhappy. So we're uh, obviously telling ourselves that improving all these things, being better, being smarter, having more money, being more successful will make us happy. But then it's not. And most that lesson comes up over and over again where people say money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah. Of course, money can give you a lot of great things. And yes, money can into some degree buy happiness. But there's another level of inner peace that. Oh, and I am like, I don't even like, yeah. Oh, my God. Money cannot buy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like every time I like meet a really rich person, I'm like, man, you're, you're worms. In your yeah, brain. I think that's just a perspective. Yeah. Like, and there are like, people yeah. like we come our position of privilege and have enough money to not worry about it. Yeah, I think people sure. without that same privilege would say, OK, well, you're so ignorant to not realize yeah. what it means to not actually have money and be worried about will I be able to buy food or for sure. pay for rent. Um, but it is a very equalizing practice to do meditation. It doesn't mm -hmm. involve like, I mean, I guess there is a way in which people like have to pay money to do courses and things like that. But I feel like at the very heart of it, it's something that doesn't involve having to spend money or have an mm -hmm. object or like, you know, it's not taking up resources in this world. So if yeah. it is a form of distraction, from you know the inevitability it's an accessible of, one it's an accessible one and it's also one that's like it's like if you're a distraction is like buying things on amazon for retail therapy it's like well that's a that's like objectively gonna do damage to like the earth and the, right like whereas like <laughs> and requires sitting down and staring at a spot <laughs> on your wall is like not gonna do that <laughs> Uh, um, one other thing I wanted to bring up. So one of the, I mentioned the book series that I just finished called broken earth. It's a trilogy, uh, by NK Jemison. Yeah, NK Jemison. It was amazing. Greg actually introduced me to it. He hasn't read it yet, but he bought it cause he had heard that it was great. Right. Yeah. And so, I just read the city we became, which is her newest book, which was really great too. So I love this book this series it reminded me of that harry potter feeling because it's pretty easy to read and people it's say it's of, one of the best sort of yeah it's fantasy. like kind of magical it's like kind of pulls you in because it's um almost like a thriller and you just need to know the answer like there's all these unanswered questions that keep you going the whole time but what i have found and i really hope this lingers but it shows the magic of what a book can do to you so in this book if you've ever sort of like watched Avatar, it reminds me of that where certain individuals are almost connected to the nature. last airbender or blue the last airbender. aliens, not okay. blue aliens, okay, which why are there like four more of those about to come out? <laughs> I know when he was like, well, don't worry everyone, the pandemic, we got lots of the Avatar. They're going to be 2021 and 2023 and 2020. I was like, wait, so what? Wait, James did Cameron? we ask for this? I know. I was like, I thought you were at the bottom of the ocean still <laughs> looking for things. Anyways. Anyway. So broken earth, the, there's something about their connection and reading so much about it's not like a connection to nature but they really do like when some of them lose this power they actually lose their ability to like walk in the same way because they feel the world differently because they huh. feel it through like the symbiotic connections of cells cool um, and so they can like you know feel the earth and feel living everything living basically and i i don't know ever since reading that book i i don't know maybe because i have this sort of 
I do this whenever I get obsessed with a thing. You sort of think you're like a Jedi or you think you're like, you know, some kid's superhero. Oh my God, you're an Avatar last year. Well, I honestly pretend literally when I'm meditating now, I actually feel like there's tendrils of connections to me to everything organic. Did you say tendrils? Yeah, why? T-E-N-D-R-I-L-S. I don't know how to spell. Why? No, well, that, the whole, the City We Became book that I just read by her is all about tendrils that like come off of like this, the evil white things that are taking over New York City. Well, maybe she uses that word in this book yeah, too. Yeah, because that's, that's like, like, and there's a tendril as a the cover of it. Oh, well, well, wow. wow. <laughs> Welcome to our book club. Um, but yeah, I just find it beautiful and it is weird and I don't know if this is just a construct in my mind, but those tendrils for me do actually only come from things that are like nature. I feel like weirdly yeah. strung to those things. Like in and this then, room, it would be like the wood, but like, not or for would me, it have would to be literally alive, the, plants. the plants. Yeah, okay. it would be the like alive things, but not necessarily the live. Like the ground would do it as well, like a, a solid dirt ground. But I think that is a bit that of a construct alive. for me, but not cement. Yeah, not like rock, but I would still feel connected to that. <laughs> Rocks? It's like okay, you're not living biologically, babe. Okay, <laughs> get out of the way. I'm trying to look at something living. <laughs> Moss. <sighs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's cool. I lie. I'm so excited to read those books. Yeah. She's an amazing author, and yes, Kate if you're looking out. for <laughs> something to read, honestly, I became obsessed with it. I haven't you as I told you, I've only read five books this year, and I read three in the last three weeks. Also, though, Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower, Parable of the Talents, I would also say amazing, is an essential read, definitely life changing, profound, equally as amazing. Hard to not be an actor. Harder to after read. reading that. What do you mean harder to read? Because it's kind of a little devastating. And also because of the world we live in right now, it's been, it was written in like the nineties, I yeah. think. And it's so accurate for today. Whereas NK Jemisin's More of an Broken escape. Earth is a fantasy to okay. me. Fair. They're both sort of sci-fi, but fan- this is so in a different world that you're able to just like let go <laughs> of the real world problems. I love science fiction so much, but it so often is that it's like very doomsday and it's very like scary. Cause you're like, Oh wow. They're seemed they're onto something here. So uh, before we end, how do we actually keep meditating? Which what? I guess is not a great question because what? a good yogi would be like, you know, you can't put that much pressure on yourself. But something I've had trouble with is, Sort of keeping up on a rate. I go like in sporadic bursts. One thing I will say for you, Mitchell Moffat, everyone can listen into this very deep, deep sort of intimate conversation. I think as we look at a camera lens and nod to each other's (laughs) eyes, (laughs) you need to stop being so hard on yourself. It's like, it's like everyone says that to me constantly. It doesn't help. (laughs) Okay. But I'm just saying like, I think it's an internal, it's like, it's like you have to be able to meditate when you can. And when you're not, when you fall off of it for a week, that, that doesn't matter. You're still meditating. You're still going to meditate a week later. Like I've been around you enough to know that you meditate often. So if you're not meditating every day, then that's not the end of the world. Like as someone who sees you meditate more than I meditate, I still think I do that weird breath thing enough that mm. when people talk to me you're and they're like, like oh, do yeah, you I meditate? Do. I'd be like, yeah, like I do. And like, that's, that's, you know what I mean? So it's like you you just are so hard on yourself. Even Maybe. that, that Simone mm-hmm. thing is such a metaphor. Cause I see that now you're not using it. And it's like, that is the issue. It's like you're the whole point of that actual calendar is to show you just like, this is when I did this when I didn't. And you take that information and you do what you need with it, but it's not to make you hate yourself. That's not the point of it. And so I would just say like, be less hard on yourself. Yeah. And everyone, well, <laughs> that was therapy well, I, with Greg and Matt. Well, I just on that note, like one thing I noticed recently, I just, 
I'm so curious about the turning point for people in their journeys of really anything. So fitness, health, meditation, like those things that we all want to do. And then sometimes you see like a post of somebody who's like lost 150 pounds or something. You know what I mean? They like chronicle that their journey over the last couple of years and how like what triggered it. So there's something recently for me, like I started running and for the first time I've tried running like over the past decade on and off, but never I'll do it for like two days and then stop for like a year. And then recently just something kicked where I was like, I like it suddenly. I used to hate it. Like it used to always feel bad. And I don't know what that difference was. And maybe it's just timing. Maybe it's my body. Maybe it's my mentality. I don't know. And that's why I've been thinking about like for meditation, like I enjoy it. So why am I not? Oh, like not always doing it. But why am I not doing it more? I'm, but that's, I'm already just going to be like, as like, I, I think I now run less than you, but I've always enjoyed running. But what I will tell you is you're going to stop. You're going to stop running and you're going, winter will come. And like, it's just like, it's always a process. There's always going to be something you're in a pandemic. There's so many reasons why Mm. these things are probably coming more easy to you because you don't have any other, anything else to do. Nothing else to do. (laughs) So it's like, and I just think that that is something that like, fair. The reason why I probably have run like objectively longer than you in my life. Cause I've been running since I was in high school because I stopped sometimes for six months then I pick it up and I'm not like, it's not black and white. It's like, okay, someone has a wavelength tattoo representing the ups and downs of a life. Exactly. <laughs> but I really, I really fundamentally. It's Greg, by the way, if anyone doesn't know, <laughs> oh, he has yeah, a wavelength yeah, tattoo. But I do think that that is um, something that like the running is a great example. It's just like, it's so just enjoy the fact that you're enjoying it now because mm. you're not mm. going to at some point and then you are oh again. My then your knees are going to be too old and then you're going to be doing like aerobics in a pool because you're going to be 75. You Ain't know what I mean? The truth. Enjoy it because you're enjoying it now. I need to live by that somehow, but it's very hard for me. I have a lot of time anxiety and I have heard a quote that like lived with me really strongly for a long time. And I don't remember what the quote is, but it was what? something like <laughs> when I was, you know, 19, I was like sad to have lost my beauty when I was 17. And then when I was 25, I looked at my 19 year old self and was like jealous of the beauty that I had then. And then when I was 30, when I was 25, mm. it's like always how you're like kind of grasping on to these things that you maybe have lost, but never really appreciating what you actually yeah, have in the moment. No, that's what meditation is about. Yeah, Live in the moment. I Everyone's have a hard time. Yeah. Everyone's good looking. <laughs> Honestly, and like people who are really good looking, I'm always like red flag. Hot, everyone's well, going. No, but they, but they like everyone is. Should hot, we just call that they own episode their that everyone's hot? Imagine an episode called "Everyone's Hot" and then hearing this like 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 gushy gushy <laughs> meditation thing. But it's true. I really think that the hottest people in Meditate. my life are probably meditate are the ones that are like not objectively the hottest, and in fact. Kind of like being Australian. If you're really hot, red flag, got to prove to me that you're a good person. Okay? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, if you're Australian, you have to prove to you that you're a good person? Yeah, I don't know. There's something You've going on. Some I, I always am a little I'm here for the Australians. No, I lived in Australia. I met I'm a million amazing Australians. No, there's definitely... And I know that they're out there. And, and when I meet an Australian, I say, hello, Australian. And prove then, it. And then I say, prove it. You know, prove you're not a little bit racist. Prove it that you're not... <laughs> oh prove it that God. you're not like frowning on people who don't take 12 months off to travel the world as if the world <laughs> is their ownership. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Sorry to our Australian listeners. Oh I actually love you, but you just have to prove it to me first. And same thing with I'm hot sure people. I'm sure they're all amazing. Whenever I see a hot person, you know, prove to me that you're That's true. Yeah, that you are interesting and not yeah. so boring. CrossFit is not a personality. Okay, guys? Okay. <laughs> Drag. Wow. <sighs> Maybe I should go meditate more. Okay. Love you freaking all. Let us know 
Anything you want us to know about meditation, anything, any episodes you want us to be doing coming up or back to work, we need help. What should I'm we do next? I'm curious about people's yeah opinions and advice and experiences. Like I wish there was an easier forum. I guess hashtag if you're sign on up YouTube, podcast. Twitter, hashtag sign up podcast. Like I actually want to know because I'm curious what your journeys have been and maybe that can help inform what we do next. Anyway, thanks you guys and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.